podcast on the secrets of internet marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I'm Charles Lewis, your internet marketing specialist. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We are broadcasting live from Houston. And uh, as always, there is a tip from our previous podcast. It is actually a four-word tip, and it is proactively monitor your link profile. Proactively monitor your link profile. That's five words. Did I say four? You said four. Oh, yeah, but what you want to do, monitor your link profile. A lot of times people go down this process, especially when doing SEO of building links and, and you know trying to generate links and things like that, and they don't proactively monitor your link profile. Well, what is a link profile? Literally, the profile of your links, how many outbound links you have, how many inbound links you have, where they're coming from, how often do you get them? Are they spammy? Are they legit? Are they relevant? Do they have no uh, uh, relevance to your site whatsoever? All of those things comprise your link profile. What you want to do, here's the key, what you want to do is make sure that the links you have coming to you are legit, that they are relevant. More importantly, that they're not from spammy sites or sites that may have been blacklisted or, or, or have been hacked or whatnot. You don't want those links coming to you. And you also want to monitor who you're linking to. Make sure you're linking to sites that bring value to you that the Google user can appreciate. And that way, Google will appreciate it. And then your link building will actually work and increase your ranking. You don't want to do it the wrong way and decrease your ranking. Get penalized. Exactly. Absolutely. That's a good way to get, speaking of penalized, that's a good way to get uh, pooped on by the penguin or smacked down by the penguin. Penguin, yeah, algorithmic penalty is based on bad link building. So check your link profile. Regularly. Please remember, we are your friendly local neighborhood top Top position position snatchers, where our mantra is, don't be a douche. Do not be a douche. It's not a good look. Not a good look Our article today, it's 10, what is it? 10 growth hacks to drive new search traffic for your content, man. Punch in the face to Simon (laughs) Pinson over at Search Engine Watch. And so we'll dive right into the article and see what it's about. Shortly. If this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, Welcome. Howdy. Howdy. Thanks for joining us. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know we ask you to do one of a few things all related to writing us a review. Yeah. Um, if you want, if you could, write us a review on our G Plus local page. Yes. It's easy to get to our Very G Plus local easy. page. All you have to do is go to e-webstyle.com slash Google Plus or slash G Plus or slash Uh-oh. Google Plus or slash G Plus. <laughs> <laughs> All of those will take you to our G Plus local yes. page where we ask you to do two things. Yeah, write us a review. Make it as five stars. Five and after you do that, uh, put us in a circle. That way you can share some content with us. We can share some content with you. Yes. The next thing that we ask you to do has three steps. Go on to iTunes, create an account, write a review. Hopefully that review is five stars. If you choose to, send us an email, podcast at e-webstyle.com. And we will definitely read your review on yeah. air. You notice the tier? I yeah, saw the tier. Yeah, we've got two in a row. They're like stacking. I think this is, this, yeah. uh, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. yeah we're, we're asking for likes and people are not. Not yeah. liking this and not reviewing. Yeah. So that's it's sad. That's why I put on the tier tattoo. The next thing you could do is add a review on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash eWebStyle. You can click the link. You can find the place to add the review. Add us a review. Hopefully, you make that review. Five, Five stars. And finally, Stitcher. You can go to our Stitcher page. The easiest way to get to our Stitcher page mm-hmm. is actually to go to our website. Not Stitcher. Go to our website, e-webstyle.com, and you will see our sticker li- Stitcher. Not sticker. sticker our Stitcher our sticker. Stitcher sticker. Yeah. <laughs> right on the right. You click it. That'll take you there. And then you click review. It's and like write a review right there at the upper right corner. Click that. Boom. Write us a review. That would be awesome. Uh, also, we are running a special. <laughs> if we get 
more than 10 likes or 10 likes or more on any one of the following platforms, we will skip that section that we just did. That we just did. Currently, our count is Twitter, 734, which is up seven, actually. Uh, Instagram, up zero, is at 88. Facebook is at 596, which is plus two. G plus is at 35, which is plus zero. Now, we're about to have those podcasts where we started this promotion, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, uh, they're about to start rolling out onto iTunes, so, yeah, so hopefully we'll, we'll see, see some, some fluctuation some pop uh, there. All right, so uh, if you're a PHP expert, a word, well, let's first, before we get there, let's talk about how you can haunt us, stalk us, follow us, harass us, all those things. Facebook.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. And Instagram.com slash eWebStyle. All of those will take you to our social platforms or profiles and you yeah, can interact with us, engage with us. We follow back, so hit us up. All right, so you can, if you are a PHP expert or a WordPress guru, uh, we're looking for you. Uh, please call and leave your audio resume at 713 if you want a free website analysis, there's a way to get one. All yep. you have to do is go to our website, e-webstyle.com, and you will find our free website analysis form. Fill it out. Yeah. If you're in a hurry, call us, and I've got a couple calls to get back to next week, actually. Uh, uh, when I say next week, I mean Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and week. finally, do we have a cat? Yeah, we got some Algo Cat. Got two Algo Cats today. Our favorite segment favorite. times two, the Algorithm, algorithm Cataclysm. cataclysm. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that was a almost uh, fell over. What was that on the Richter scale? It was like an eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> so dig this two algo cats today. First off, uh, this one isn't relates to uh, Google AdWords, right? So everybody who's using AdWords and you're targeting mobile users only, they rolled out a new feature, right? So now they have a, an option for a call only ad. Okay. Interesting. Call only ads. You put the phone number in, the ad says call only. You still give it your first line description, your second line description, but the link does not go to your site. The link makes the phone ring. Wow. Call only ads. So it probably doesn't tell the number that it dials in the ad, but once you press it, it's going to show up on your phone, and it's a Google phone number that gets forwarded to you. Well, it can be a Google phone number, or you can use your own number. Oh, okay. You can use your own number there, so we'll be using, you know, tracking those Oh, they'll know because they clicked it. Very cool. So, uh, this this is real important for people who, if you're doing paid search, and, you know, your sales process starts with people calling you, you have a higher close ratio when you get people on the phone, this is one of those features you definitely want to take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. Second call cat. Um, call cat. Algorithm. Algo cat. <laughs> Second algorithm cataclysm. Uh, so they rolled out another mobile search feature now. Wow, two so remember, mobile cats. Wow. Exactly. We, you know, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. They brought carousel. Remember the carousel right, right. that they removed from the yep. desktop? Yeah. They brought it to mobile. And so, which makes sense. I can thumb across the mobile easier and right. faster than I could on the desktop. Yep. Right? And so, um, ironically, it's been kind of biting off of Facebook's. You know, Facebook's mobile, they, they carousel with the friends you can Oh, have, yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. So, similar process, but on um, um, Google is rolling it out. So, if you do a search, if you do a search, now the interesting thing about it is they're grouping everything in the carousel from one user. What does that mean? That means if you were to go search something like uh, a CNN article, right? right? And then in, in, in the carousel, they would show nothing but CNN articles related to the search query. Right. And so you may not want to click that one because it's too old. This one may 
not be relevant or whatever. And right. so you scroll through and you find the one that's relevant to what you're looking for. Interesting. Pretty cool. I don't I don't think it'll last long, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. It's always cool to see them uh, see them ch testing stuff. Testing stuff and trying to enhance mobile. Like 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 we said, there is an extra tier here, so there is no review. I do have a little bit of news. One of them is going to be presented in what? And uh, interestingly, I'll bring this back up again. Windows Defender is actually being been changed to handle the what news that we're going to get to today at the end. So wow. uh, stay tuned for that. Did you know there was a planet between Mars and Jupiter? So Pluto's off, right? No longer a planet. Mm -hmm. And now, and there is a, they call it, I don't know, a pseudo planet or a half planet or something that's called Ceres. I just thought El that was... El planito. Yeah, el planito. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the Apple car, which we mentioned in our last podcast, their target is 2020. Would you buy an Apple car? Um, probably not. I'd buy an Android one. <laughs> <laughs> Which may need to be rebooted, <laughs> but at least saying. it's not Apple. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm, I might. I yeah, mean, I am a MacBook it user. Of course, yeah. it depends, right? Because yeah. it could be insanely ugly. It could be whatever. But yeah, I, I'd entertain it. Yeah. Right? It's, it's in the realm of possibility. So really, that is the uh, potatoes of our podcast. Well, I've got some news. Got a couple got some news. Couple and stuff. things. So Ooh, I, I do thought, have a potif. I thought this was big news actually. So Expedia bought Orbit. Wow. That's huge yeah, in the wow. vacation and travel planning game for $1.6 billion. Wow. Yeah. That's Kudos to both of you guys. Orbits, ching, ching. That's what, the, yeah. that's what you were looking for. And Expedia, you know, that's how you conquered the game. Grown so now game. it's just them and Priceline. Yeah. You know, are kind of head to head. So that's interesting. Oh, so dig this. I thought this was funny. Yelp is suing Yelp Director. Yelp Director is a company that sells fake positive reviews to restaurants. <laughs> well, what's the point in suing them if you never show them? Although they probably figured exactly. out the algorithm so they know how to get shown. Oh, man. I was talking to another client this week. He was like, yeah, I've got eight positive five-star reviews on Yelp that never get shown. Yeah. Yeah, screw those guys. Yeah, so. And then get to these punches in the face. Yep. I got one. This one goes to um, at 21 day workout. Familiar question. We get this question asked plenty of times. At 21 day workout says at E. Webstyle, what is the song artist in the outro? Okay. So the intro and outro is the same. Uh, the band is Circle the Cat. They are no longer together. They have disbanded. Um, one of the, the percussionists, Latin percussionists in the band is a friend of mine. And the song is Goldmine. There so, you go. we got day out. workout. There you go. We're going to tell them to just to put your CD on the market. We could probably sell a few. Yeah. Oh, just give us your rights. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll sell. I'll publish yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right. And then I've got one more patif. This is for Keith and Paulette McKenzie. Um, you know how we mentioned at the beginning of our podcast about our uh, referral program? Mm -hmm. So, they referred a customer to us who became a customer as of yesterday. So, they're oh. due a Punch check. How about that? The last part of our referral program is we pay you. Yeah, uh, they're they about become to, a client. They're about to get paid. So uh, punch in the face to Keith and Paulette. They are, um, I wrote that name down, uh, I love what I do media. Dot com. I was making sure that it was right and that okay. I wasn't guessing. It's I love what I do media.com. They do do some SEO. They're just kind of a newer company. And the client was like, look, I've been burned twice, twice. before. I'm probably not going to use a smaller company. And so they decided to send them to us. So Punch in the face. We will take Keith care of Paulette. them. Boom. 
And uh, that is the potatoes of our podcast. Time to get into the meat. Well, speaking of punches in the face, let's give a punch in the face to Simon Pinson. Simon. Posted this article a couple weeks ago on Search Engine Watch. 10 growth hacks to drive new search traffic from your content. And so I thought this was pretty cool because lately we've been talking about content and content curation and content marketing and coming up with different content strategies and things like that. And so he got 10 ways to, to drive new search traffic, keyword new search traffic from your content. So let's dig in. Uh, number one, he says the long tail opportunity. Take advantage of the long tail opportunity. Um, and, and I think that's I think I totally agree with that. I think with the changes that are happening in search and algorithms and things like that, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like with conversational search and semantic search and things like that, um, the long tail opportunity exists. And if you're in the process of creating content and strategizing on how this content should be presented, um, then take advantage of it. And I think you do that by considering how people search. Think about how people talk. Think about how many voice searches are happening now. These are great opportunities to take advantage of long tail key phrases. I think the key here is usually when you target long tail key phrases, then you end up with a longer page. And so these pages of content, in order to target these long tail phrases, you're going to have to have more words, yeah. right? 500 words, 600 words, 700 words, things like that. But there's more value in that. That gives you more opportunity for links. That gives you more opportunity for bullets and really an opportunity to drive your point home. Take advantage of the long tail key phrase. More importantly, we've realized the person who actually searches that long tail phrase mm-hmm. is likely in a buying mood. They're in a position yep. to convert more. They're more, they have a better understanding of what it is they're looking for. And so you definitely want to rank for that long tail phrase. Spend some time on them. Definitely. Number two, reverse engineering competitor strategy. Simon, I think what he was trying to say was competitive analysis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and that's exactly what he says. He says one of the best ways of working out what's most likely to drive traffic is to analyze competitive strategies. And so at the end of the day, it's still important to understand what your competitors are doing what they're optimizing for, who they're linking to, who's linking to them, um, how is their content being presented? Is it is it being presented, you know, first person aggressive or is it third person passive? You know, is it urban or is it corporate? You know, understand what your, your successful competitors are doing so you don't necessarily duplicate it or mock it, but at least understand it yep. so you can take what's necessary for your business and make the right adjustments. And I take that one with a well, with as with everything, a test and measure approach. Oh, definitely. Because right? we've had clients come in here and say none of my competitors are ranked high organically, so yeah. they're aware of their competitors. So I believe that there's no value in it, mm-hmm. and and we just know that not to be the case. And one of the things is how could any how could your competitors or you know if there's no value if they're not if they're ranking doing there? It. Exactly. Um, and so that's somebody who's kind of mirroring. The comp- competition, you should, if they're doing something and you think it's worthwhile, try it, test it, measure it. If it works, oh, I messed up something. Double down. Let's see. Um, maybe if we cancel it. Oh. No. So let's do save video. I got a big title. So bear with us, we've got a little technical difficulty. Start broadcasting. We actually didn't 
We accidentally hit our stop broad our stop record, so we're recording again. Okay, okay. cool. We'll pick up um, number three, if you would, uh, paid search amplification. He says um, it is very important to ensure that your investment in content is maximized, and that means putting a paid budget behind your best pieces. Great strategy, yeah. Simon, and I totally agree with that. Yeah. Now, in regards to paid search amplification, what does that really mean? Well, if you create a great post, a blog post, and let's say you put it on Facebook, boost that post. Yep. That's how you amplify your paid social search, right? Boost it on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter yep. promoted posts, or, yep. or LinkedIn promoted posts, right? You can do those things, but do them with your great content. Don't do them with that article you wrote last night because you couldn't sleep and you sounded good to you. Yep. No, do it for the article that you researched, that you have images, that you have links, that, that, that you've let your colleagues read and review. You've put some time into this article. It has some value. Yep. Do it for that post. And so that way you can begin to get it dug and read and people can share it and tweet it and like it. And, and you promote it by putting a paid social budget behind it that's a great way to get more viewers and what pro tip is when you do that when you do that statistics show that anytime you do a promoted tweet or promoted facebook post or you boost it not only do the shares and likes go up it tends to build more links yep it just happens because yep. more people see it and so more people engage with it even twitter promote as you're setting up an ad to be promoted on twitter recommends hey you should promote a tweet that's already got some traction exactly yeah so do that. Um, number four, digital PR. What is digital PR? He says digital PR focuses on relationship building with editorial teams that work across major sites and publishing brands. At the end of the day, when you put this content out, you're looking to get it picked up. If you can get a link from, I don't know, CNN or some major site, some major editorial publication, great. If you can get a reference to your authorship, great. Or if you can get some popular blogger or whatnot to tweet it and share it and even add their own comments or two cents to it, great. And so you really want to focus on that digital PR. Again, this is for good content. Right. <laughs> this is for a good post. Don't do this for that, that guest post you paid $2 for somebody to write. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Digital PR. Um, number five, five, share business data with your readers. I like this one. He says, if you had the ability to survey customers and do so, then work hard on a campaign around sharing and visualizing that data. It's nothing like original data. Nothing like yep. original stats. Yep. And so the best way to do this case studies yep. and things like that. If you have some clients or whatnot, review everything from the sales process to how they closed to what happened to the experiences they had, document that information, um, apply the right graphs and charts to, to help visualize what that data really is. People will eat it up. Yep. They will eat it up because it's great content. It's actually content that they can use to help influence their decision. More importantly, if they appreciate the content and it does influence their decision, They'll share it. Yep. They'll tweet it. Yep. They'll recommend people to read it. They'll post comments on your blog and tell you how awesome you are and thank you for writing this. And I'm, I'm so glad I read it and I'm sharing this with everybody. Yep. Great content does that. And it does it really well when you use your own business information. Real, real data. Absolutely. Real data. Yeah. Exactly. Number six. Six. Oh, he says rotate between evergreen and trending content. 
So when we talked about evergreen content a couple podcasts ago, right. and that's really content that's always evergreen. It's kind of always, always relevant, changing, like always being 10 tips or the best practices or how-to articles. Those things are evergreen content. Yep. Trending content is usually content that's relevant, things that are that are in the now. You know, So anything about what's going on overseas uh, would be trending content. Right. You know, anything, uh, well, we just got past Valentine's. So any Valentine's Day content would have been trending yep. content. You know, it's usually seasonal. Um, he goes on to say, it's imperative to focus your resources on the creation of much more in-depth content that answers those core audience questions. And so I agree. But I add to it. I think you should switch it up. Use some trending content, use some evergreen content, and you sprinkle in some content about your product, about your service. Yep. Because if you're providing Great content. You're giving people valuable information. It's okay. Like this podcast. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Then, then it's okay for you to talk about how great your SEO is or how your process can help people. Yeah. Sprinkle in that content. Why would you do that? Because these people are attentive to what you're putting out. They're reading what you put out. They're they're commenting and sharing it. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to feed them some of what you actually offer, what you make money off of. Take advantage of it. Boom. Number seven. Pay attention to referrers and work with them. He said this is a great way to build on already warm relationships. And I totally agree. We always say it's easier to get more money from somebody who's already paying you than it is to get new money. Right. Right. And so in this case, there's no difference. Go in your analytics, look at your traffic sources, go by source medium and see how many referral traffics, how many referral visits you get. From from particular websites, from other yep. sites, exactly. Yep. And if you and if you know you don't have a relationship with these people, like you haven't said anything in stone, there isn't nothing like that in place yet. They're sending traffic to your site. That warrants a call, yeah, <laughs> an email. Hey, make that relationship. Thank you, thank you for sending this traffic to us. And by the way, link to me with this text next time. Yeah. <laughs> you know that exactly. sort of deal. But build those relationships with people who are already linking to you. Take it a step further. Link back. Share the link, love. That's how your, 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 your SEO gets hired. That's how your content gets shared more. Check out their, their content. Exactly. See if you've got content that matches other content that they haven't yet linked to. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, I noticed your article on SEO or whatever, social media, Facebook as a social media platform, really matches up well with this article. Why don't that we, I was why talking don't we cross-link? About. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's okay. That's fair game. That's not, that's not a bad link-building practice. That's not spammy. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually relevant and useful content. And a good experience to the Google user. They read, they read your article and they're like, hey, I'd like more. Boom. You send them to theirs. They read their article. They think, I want more. Boom. They send them to, to yours. That's just great. Exactly. That way the internet doesn't stop. Yep. Right? Uh, number eight. Eight. Reference others and link back. He says Google. Who were just talking about that? Yeah. He says Google looks at those citations as content enhancing. Yeah. Uh, now, especially when you link out to truly authoritative sources, and that's the key. You have to make sure that that you're linking to the right people. Right. You don't want to be, you know, linking, linking out to, to yeah to some to, douches. To, or just some content that's incorrect, right? You're oh, linking yeah. out to the wrong thing. And I think the important thing, what I want to add here, was give credit when linking out. If you're going to link out or you're going to quote somebody, do it the right give way. Credit, give yeah. them quotes. You know, uh, mention them, give them a shout out, like link to their Twitter profile, mention them by name, mention their company name, whatever text you use, put it in quotes, block quote it, you know, do follow best practices. Yeah. Right. So that way, one, you don't get flagged for stealing content. Right. And two, 
that person feels uh, they, they're happy yep. <laughs> that you actually link to them and quote to them and they will likely share your post. They'll link back and they'll recommend others read it as well. Reference others and link back. Um, number nine. Nine. Social optimization. And again, we're talking 10 growth hacks to, uh, for newer content to get more searches. Um, social optimization. He says um, there's a tight correlation between the number of social shares and ultimately the traffic a post receives, ironically, and the number of links it get. So I was saying earlier. And um, and the key here is just making sure your content is easily shareable. Yep. So if you have a blog post or a blog site or a blog area on your site and you're posting content pretty frequently and you're putting resources into this content, you yep. know, time for research and buying images or taking custom images and proofreading and doing all the things necessary to put out good content, then make sure it's easily shareable. Yep. You want to give people... You know, tweet this options, dig this options, share this on Facebook options, like this options at the bottom of each post. Make it easy for people to share these things. And so that way people can share these well, things. Well, don't, and also don't just make it easy, right? It's got, at a minimum, it's got to be easy. Also encourage them. Yeah, you know, recommend that last it. paragraph of your article is like, hey, hey if, if you, you like, like this, share it. Please <laughs> share At the this. links below. Yeah. Starting in this order. I'd prefer Facebook and then Twitter, you know, whatever. But I encourage people to share it if they enjoy the content. Absolutely. Share this on your favorite platform. Leave us a comment. Do those type of things because people tend to follow instructions. Yes. How do they know you really want that unless you tell them? Exactly. Last but not least, number 10. He says, um, use micro data and rich snippets. And, and, and come on. about that last time. Yeah, that's, that's just what it is these days. You have to, he says, um, exactly this is dependent on, this is dependent upon what kind of business you have and what type of content you're creating. And, and he's right, right? It, every rich snippets won't work for everybody. Right. Right. But. If you have popular people or maybe you'd have an event or you have a location and, or it will, I guess that is kind of everything. <laughs> uh, use rich snippets, yeah. mark it up, use your schema data, mark it up right. You know, use a uh, uh, video and images like that, rich media as well. So that way people will share it. That way you have a higher likelihood of ranking in search because you yeah. have to realize not only when you just have verbiage, yeah. then you kind of limit how you can be found. Yep. You can only be found with text searches. But if you have video, if you have images, if you have PDFs. And, and they're optimized. And they're optimized. All this other great content. Now when people do an image search or a video search, then you still have an opportunity to be found because you have that type of content. Boom. Punch in the face, man, to Simon Pinson. Simon. Ten growth hacks to drive new search traffic <laughs> from your content. We'll post this on our site. I'll tweet the link out a little bit later. And that's what's up. Excellent. Punch in the face. That is what's up. All right, so we got we got a little bit of what, right? Yeah, we got some what news. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is what goes to um, Lenovo <laughs> Superfish. Yeah. Right, so Lenovo, highest, in 2014, they were the highest selling laptop uh, on producers planet. on the yep. planet. Yep. They sold the most laptops yep. in 2014. Now, ironically, those laptops came with a program, a software called Superfish, which was a security update. Malware. <laughs> which is the purpose of it was to make you your shopping experience more secure, to remove ads and all of yeah. that. 
Ironically, it did the opposite. <laughs> Made your browser more vulnerable, opened up all of the things you tried to keep safe and secure on your browser. Like, I don't know your banking passwords and your username and email passwords. The important and stuff. The important yeah. stuff, exactly. What made it accessible to anybody who could control the hack. And so they had to, matter of fact, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security <laughs> came down on them. And so Microsoft had to get wow. involved. They're rolling out new features that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> in Defender. So now imagine, like, one of the selling points of the Lenovo laptop is the fact that it has Microsoft Windows on it. And Microsoft Windows is updating their security software called Defender mm -hmm. so that it can remove the malware that comes when you get your Lenovo. I mean... It's pretty, it's pretty what? Yeah, what? Lenovo? What? Really? Really. Yeah, pretty really. crazy. Like, really, really? <laughs> Don't do that again. Really? You know, there's a software we used to use when we were installing computers regularly. It was called Decrapifier. Yeah, to get all of that crap, crap yeah. off of there. And, it, and it that was one of the ones that it would have uh, removed. All right, well, if you're looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, that's the internet, call eWebStyle for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. Just to be clear, we do websites, we do internet marketing, social media, internet Paper marketing, click, email marketing, just the whole nine. Remarketing, retargeting. You want it, people, you want your competitors to see your ads everywhere after they visit your website? Give us a call. We have filmed this live at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106. We do have a referral program, which I thought I mentioned earlier, but apparently comes at the last part. Yeah. Uh, if you have a referral... <laughs> so happens when you do the podcast yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Send that referral to us. They pay their bill. We'll pay you. And uh, Keith and Paulette are already going to take advantage of that. And... Um, that's it. That's it. Until the next podcast, thank you guys for making us the most popular internet marketing podcast in Ever. the known universe. Ever. It is because of you. Thank you all across the world. Again, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl. and shining. She's gonna set me free